Welcome, Friendship Fam. We're in beautiful Shakopee, Minnesota, Friendship Church Studios. I'm with pastors Matt and Joel, and we are continuing to deep dive into 1 John. Have you ever wondered if there's a system that we're fighting against? Well, the truth is, we are, and it's been here from practically the beginning. I'm Kenny White, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, church fam, Day at the Lake is coming up on July 25th at Sandpoint Beach. Join us at 11 a.m. for a service including worship, a short message, and baptisms. If you're interested in being baptized, learn more at friendshipmn.org slash baptism. And if you're planning to attend Day at the Lake, please let us know you're coming at friendshipmn.org slash lake so we have enough food for everyone. Please remember that there will only be 9 a.m. services at our Prior Lake and Shakopee campuses that day. Come join us for Day at the Lake on July 25th, 11 a.m., Sandpoint Beach. Hey, Friendship Fam, thanks for joining us. I'm here with Pastor Matt and Pastor Joel, and uh, we're doing a deep dive into 1 John. I hope you've been joining us. We have gone through the first 14 verses of chapter 2 already, and we're going to uh, go through verses 15 through 17 here in just a few moments. So as you're preparing for that, fellas, I have a question for you. And I'm just wondering, what were some of the things that you loved when you were growing up? So maybe it was things that you enjoyed, you loved doing, or maybe it were it was things that you um, loved going to. I mean, it, it, that, that is just such a big question. Mm. I'm going to let you answer it however you want. When you heard that question, you thought immediately of? Grape soda. Grape soda. Okay. Yep. Dad would take... Uh, me and my little brother to Walmart. We'd get the twenty-five cent cans of grape soda, and I think he would always get orange soda. Uh-huh. And uh, he had the five-sip dad tax, five-sip rule. <laughs> so he'd always get the first five sips. Ew, that's great. Yep. I have the same rule now. <laughs> Double ew. I yep. love it. It's a great rule. It is. Mm. Dad tax. Um, and then he'd COVID get himself friendly. a cream soda. That's oh, not COVID friendly. So good. Mm. How about, so so that happened every time you went to Walmart or just on special Walmart occasions? Usually when we'd go there with dad. Yeah. The special things we'd get with mom were like, um, or every Wednesday, she had a, a cleaning business and we would clean our church slash school. Okay. And uh, after doing that, she would take us to the dairy co-op and we'd get a chocolate milkshake. Nice. Which were 25 cents each as well. Hmm. Man, that sounds like a magic time where everything was 25, 25 cents. Right. Hmm. Yes. How Those are some are favorite things. I feel like I've, I've never bought a drink for 25 cents. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to love going to Dairy Queen to get a dilly bar for 25 cents. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. So now when I go and I have to pay, what, a dollar sixty-five for a dilly bar? I'm like, what? <laughs> what flavor? What crazy world am I living in? <laughs> I'm going to guess. Flavor for Matt. Oh, please. Guess. Cherry. Now, what? That's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Matt's probably an OG dilly bar. OG. Yeah. Yep. Vanilla. Normal. Vanilla? 
I don't I don't think there is a vanilla. Yeah, it's just the standard ice cream with the chocolate. Yeah, but it has to have something on the outside, like the magic shell. Right. Yeah, no, it's got the right. chocolate shell, oh, right? Butterscotch. Butterscotch. Oh my gosh, okay. so time. good. Wow. Mm. That's the way to go. Mm. Okay. So was this something that you just did on your own? Is it something that your family took you to? Is a it little of both. You had to... A little of both. Okay. Yep. You had to pay for your little sister to get one, There too? was a Dairy Queen a couple of blocks from the church that we went to, and so, uh, yeah, it was it was walkable when I was a kid. Nice. Absolutely. Did you stop by there on the way to or from the WWE World Wrestling competition you watched? <laughs> He's going way back. Nice. You go there? Yeah. Oh my yeah. For WrestleMania 12? 12? It was a DQ WWE day. I'm gonna get myself. It was WWF then. It oh, was WWF? WWF. Yeah. What would Frank? <laughs> oh no. Uh, I also enjoyed Angel Food Cake. Oh, so good. And I insisted that I have Angel Food Cake for every birthday. Really? Can't tell you how disappointed your friends are when they show up for a birthday party. <laughs> it's Angel. And food there's cake. a cake. <laughs> And it's angel food. Like, oh, wait, what? You're they, we are getting ripped That's off here. <laughs> I want my this is supposed to be a birthday party, <laughs> not a birthday training session. Can we please have real cake? Did you do little gift bags? Was that a part of your growing up era? No. Kids come, you give mm, gifts back? No. What? That's pure crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then It's you... my birthday. Why would I give gifts back? It's just a thing that, like, we did it growing up at my parties. It's still a big thing now. We were not that nice. That might end with Zoe's birthday parties. Yes. <laughs> yes. It should. Yeah. You need to crucify that one. Before we ask you the if question. If I come to back, Zoe's birthday, I now expect a gift bag. <laughs> <laughs> just right. so you're aware. Hannah, don't invite Matt. Yep. yep. Um, That's right. And where's the angel food cake? Right. Uh, I'm going to talk to my wife uh, when I get home. Erica, <laughs> demand a gift bag. Yum. <laughs> I oddly enjoyed, uh, you had a suggestion on our little cheat sheet, Kenny, yeah, yeah. homework, oh, yeah. math homework. Really? That was fun mm-hmm. okay. for some reason. I just okay. want to be clear. I didn't, I didn't enjoy any homework ever <laughs> at any point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kenny? So one of my favorite things to do was to order Hunter John's pizza. Two three two eleven zero two. I still remember the phone number. Yeah, you sorry. Where were where were you when you were doing this? Hunter John's Pizza. Where is that? Hunter John's Pizza in Southern Indiana. Mm. Um, It was it was just a local restaurant, and so like Friday nights especially, we would order Hunter John's Pizza, and it was like a. Uh, just an exciting family. Is 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 he here yet? Are you watching mm. out the window? You know, so and uh, and whatever Hunter John had happened to shoot that week, like what was on the pizza? Is that the deal? Like well, Friday night, that, that fresh actually kill ex- pizza. <laughs> that actually explains a lot. It yeah. was so greasy. Mm. I mean, it, you had to take like a napkin and just yeah, dab it before you that's even right. tried. Raccoon it's, is a greasy meat. <laughs> mm. Is that possum on here? They're like, mm, delicious. it's not there anymore was it similar to like a carboni's style like a good thin crust no no it was it was always a medium crust pizza so it wasn't extra thick and it wasn't the thin crust and it was just i think honestly it was the only place that delivered where i lived nice (laughs) and so we were like 
Yay, we don't have to fix anything. We don't have to go anywhere. They just come to us, and it's this is the best ever. We loved Hunter John's Pizza. That sounds so good. <laughs> I know. Now everybody's going to be checking, like, is this a franchise now? No, they went out of business a long time ago. I guess people didn't like Roadkill Pizza. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. How did that not catch on? Sounds uh, Now I just want, like, a, a good Carboni's pepperoni <laughs> sausage. <laughs> Cut into squares. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, one of the things that this had me thinking about are, are things that God loves. And, uh, you know, of course, we think of John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And I'm sorry. I'm what? sorry. You're trying to get serious right now. But there are <laughs> Hunter John's Pizza t-shirts that you can order what? right now. What? Right now you wow. can get Hunter. Will you look at that? Man. Does that look familiar? <laughs> Hunter John's <laughs> Pizza, kinda, yes. Terre Haute, Indiana. Yes, Terre Haute, Indiana. Yes, you can That's get. A, what? Yes. I am oh, sure they're out of business. Have they, have they moved? We, oh, it's <laughs> out of business, them. but someone is making... Oh, uh, that's like phenomenal. Edgy, yes, I want that shirt. Edgyhote.com. Edgyhote. Local yes. schools, local history, edgy fashion. I love everything about that. making Hunter John's Pizza retro t-shirts. Yes, we that's it. We have to get that for Ken. Man. What? 812-232-1102. I just cool. want to call that number now just to see. who. <laughs> it's probably a residential yes. number. And- uh, so he's like, what do you want? I'd like a large we, double pepperoni all, pizza, We all please. need to wear Hunter John's pizza t-shirts. We all need them. <laughs> this is so cool. Okay, I Does, apologize. I, yeah, I don't know. So even, you were saying, first no, John. It doesn't matter now. I'm Now you took me in a different place. I, I, can't, I can't recover from that. Yikes. Oh, Hunter no. John's pizza t-shirts. Hmm. That, we could be preaching in our Hunter John Absolutely we could. Shirts. Oh, so you'll so wear good. Hunter John pizza shirts for for preaching, but you won't wear overalls <laughs> and hard hats for the overalls tools for wisdom is, that's, series. That's too close to what we grew up with in Southern Indiana. Oh, Wait, when were overalls proposed? During creative team, like three months ago. With this series. And I believe my response was, anything that will get me to keep from having to make clothing decisions, I'll wear. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you'll give me a uniform, so yeah, I have to figure out what I'm going to wear on Saturday. Oh, hey, that's not a bad idea. Yes, he did say I that. I thought it was a hard pass. That's yeah. a good reminder. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, back to God. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, Matt, thank you for going above and beyond mm-hmm. and uh, and going there. Yeah, uh, that's you, what I do. You made my day. I'm going to try to stay focused, but I'm right. I'm really I'm really off my game now. Mm-hmm. But John three sixteen for God so loved the world and. It makes it like if God loves the world, then shouldn't we love the world? And yet we have so many comments throughout scriptures about not being of the world, not loving the world. And so we're going we're gonna to visit that idea throughout our time together. But we're in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. And Joel, if you don't mind reading that, that'd be awesome. Sure thing. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love the world. Stop. So wait a minute. For God so loved the world, and now it tells us, do not love the world. Okay, that just sounds contradictory a little bit, but let's keep going. Right. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. 
and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So guys, how do we how do we reconcile that first piece that that we're talking about? How does God so love the world, but we're not supposed to love the world? How do we reconcile that? Yeah, Joel. How do you reconcile that? <laughs> yeah, That's so deep. <laughs> First of all, Joel, I want to—I I do want to say something here. I have uh, an answer too. Yeah, uh, Michael B. Kelly did a great job, and I—I—I oh, I, yes. I love Mike. I'm so thankful that he's—and he could be a part of this anytime. And and can we update but, people? That, yeah. Speaking of yes. love. Yes. Oh yeah. Let's follow up with yeah, that, yeah. please. Uh, that M- Mike is now engaged. It happened. Yes, it yep. happened. Last it's week, done. he warned us that he was going to ask. Warned. Yep. And now, <laughs> she said, dun, dun, dun. She engaged. Said, Way to go, Michael B. Kelly. Way to get a yes, buddy. Way to get a yes. Proud of you. Uh, but it's good to have you back on the on the program. I was honestly <laughs> sad Yeah. Uh, last Wednesday. I was sad. But listening to the outcome... I was very happy. Good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Well, we love you, and we're glad you're here. Right, Matthew? Yes. Okay. We love him. We're glad he's here. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. My answer is not an answer that you will expect. Okay. But it's the first thing that popped my mind. Oh, no. Um, We are not God. Okay. So God can because he's God. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. I guess um, this is a wonderful example of why we read the Bible in a way in which we're, we see verses in their context, mm-hmm. uh, because verse 15 says we don't, we don't love the world, and then verse 16 helps us understand what that is. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, I don't know, it's not the cosmos in the same sense that it is in John 3.16 that's talking about the people of the world, yeah. nor is it the world in the sense that it's sometimes used in the New Testament as a reference to all of creation, including the stars and the heavens, mm-hmm. nor is it the world in the way that it is sometimes used within the New Testament in which it is the sphere on which we live, the big ball that we call Earth. Uh, the the word world, the Greek word that's used here, is used in a lot of different ways, and context helps us to understand yeah. how it's used. And I, this seems to me to be just another wonderful uh, warning and lesson about needing to not just pull verses out, but read them within their context so that we can understand more fully what they're saying. Good yeah. answer. Yeah. In this passage, we see a world system developed, mm-hmm. right? So... Uh, the way that I remember it is a little bit different than the way that the ESV says it. The ESV says the desires of, and I learned it as the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And uh, that that comes up, as I said earlier, right right from the very beginning of the fall. Mm-hmm. And we see this played out uh, in the fall with Adam and Eve. And so uh, if you're following along with us, hold your place in 1 John, but turn to Genesis chapter 3. And if, if you're looking at Genesis chapter 3 with us, uh, I'm just going to read those first six verses, and the sixth verse is where we'll, we'll focus, because it'll become really clear. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree in the garden, but God said... 
You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And then this is, this is the part that connects with what we're talking about when we say world system. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, lust of the flesh, and that it was a delight to the eyes, lust of the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, pride of life, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. And so we, we have right mm. from the very beginning this fall, and the fall reflects this world system that First John is talking about. Mm. Um, we do a, 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 I, I've worked with uh, Peacemakers, and Peacemakers does a, a big section on idolatry, talking about what, what is an idol and where do they come from. And they use that, that passage from 1 John chapter 2 that we've been talking about with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And they break it down. They would say the lust of the flesh is satisfaction. The lust of the eyes is significance. The pride of life is security. So if you're looking at maybe larger categories uh, that, that we can walk through, and in those categories, we very easily make these idols. So it, it makes sense that the, the Holy Spirit is warning us through the Apostle John to be careful to not love that world system because that world system helps create idols. Uh, and we see that, again, right from the very beginning of, of, uh, of mankind and with respect to the fall. Yeah. What are some of your initial observations with that, Matt? I guess my, my, my initial thoughts go to redemption, that there is a way in which the world system has control over us, uh, that when we are in our sin, we're pursuing in some way uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life in yeah. some sense, uh, but that Jesus brings redemption from those pursuits. Mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps we even see that mirrored in the temptation scene with Jesus, where uh, Jesus is uh, Jesus overcomes the lust of the flesh. Hey, t tell these stones to become bread. Yeah, you're, you're pretty hungry. Uh, Jesus overcomes mm. lust of the eyes. Look at all the kingdoms of the world. Yeah, right. Like it says that he took him to a place where he could see all of the kingdoms of the world. This is yeah. seems to be um, the lust of the eyes, uh, coveting in some sense, and. Mm -hmm. um, then he takes him to the temple for the opportunity to throw himself off and not be harmed uh, in the public sphere, which seems to be yeah. uh, the third and the, the pride of life. And so there's some sense in which all that Adam and Eve failed in, Jesus has successfully uh, accomplished and redeemed mm. in his overcoming temptation. And uh, I think it's uh, a w wonderful news for us in that we can now overcome temptation as well. Well, and I, I love, I love the picture. I mean, here, here you have it in Genesis chapter three, with um, uh, Satan uh, tempting Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve falling. And now, in the New Testament, you have Satan tempting the second Adam, and him getting victory. 
That's a great juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. Thanks for bringing that up. Great, great insight to the redemptive nature and plan of God. Mm. So what does this look like for us? Um, The end of this passage in uh, verse 17, the end that we're looking at, and the world is passing away along with its desires, Mm. but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So doesn't that put us in a place of saying, yeah, well, what is, what is God's will? How, how, do we, how do we address that from this passage? What is, what is God's will in this? I like what you talked about yesterday, Matt. Remember that? Uh, no, I'm, I'm old. I don't remember most things from the previous day. <laughs> talking, about the God's, of age. talking about God's sovereign will versus his mor- mm. the moral will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead and flesh that out a little bit. Oh, I was hoping that would. (laughs) (laughs) He's uh, he's looking at his phone, so I think he's ordering those shirts. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. So we're we're stuck with uh, I think filling in the blanks. Oh no! (laughs) So God's sovereign will is going to be accomplished no matter what, right? right? But we play a role. Yeah, we play a role in the moral will. We can make some decisions. Are we going Mm -hmm. to follow God in this? At this intersection of faith and fear, will mm-hmm. I choose faith over fear or not? So, so we have a role in the moral will of God. Mm. And we're not always perfect in saying yes to that mm-hmm. or accomplishing it each and every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's also, um, we, we need to understand that when it comes to the desires that we have, there's something natural in those desires. Like God has made us with a desire mm-hmm. for relationships. He's made us with a desire for... Mm-hmm. For sexuality, he's made us with a desire for food. He's made us with, and on and on. And so there's something natural about the desires that we've had. We've been made with those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it isn't, you should never participate in anything that your flesh desires. Right. Uh, it's what do you love? Like, what is the priority? Right. Right. Uh, it's, it's about loving the world, not, not whether or not I eat, but right. is food a priority? Uh, it's not about whether or not... Um, I express sexuality. It's about is that a priority over God? Is that right? Are there things in my life that are priority over God? And right. God, I think, promises to ultimately fulfill every one of those desires in a way beyond our comprehension in the life to come. Right. Uh, so that He speaks of, you know, great banquets and treasure in mm-hmm. heaven and adulation, well done, good and faithful servant. Like all of those things right. that we seek in, I guess, what C.S. Lewis would refer to as the mud pie way here on the earth, um, <laughs> yeah. he has something like far greater for us right. if we'll give up playing with those mud pies in order to mm. seek after the great thing that he has for us in the life to come. All this is passing away. So John says, forget it. Right. That can't consume us. And yeah. that, I, I think that's why I, that, that word uh, that... that uh, kind of identifies these phrases, the first two, the lust of, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the... You know, it's it's not that the flesh doesn't have needs. It mm-hmm. doesn't... Uh, it, you know, you we have a need also for satisfaction. We have a need for significance. We have a need for security. Mm-hmm. Like, those are, those are real. And, and that, to your point, in Romans chapter 14, we see that uh, even with respect to food, this isn't supposed to... Like, we don't live to eat. Mm. Uh, that is a part of the way that we serve one another and care for one another and actually can be an intersection of faith for us. 
So uh, again, I appreciate you bringing that up, and that's the challenge for us. How do we do God's will here? Are we consumed with the flesh? Are we consumed with the, the lust of the eyes? Are we consumed with the pride of life? Does satisfaction, significance, and security uh, take charge and take control of us? Or are we willing to lay those things down and serve the Lord and not be mastered by them as they were in the garden? Well, thanks again for joining us. We want to encourage you and challenge you to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. As always, thanks for joining in. We are so thankful to have you. Please feel free to share with us how the Lord is moving in your heart at podcast at friendshipmn.org. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast. <laughs>